Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We do not do this lightly. And indeed, we had hoped not to take this step at all. For weeks, as the chairman noted, we worked with Mr. Meadows' counsel to reach an agreement on cooperation. But shortly before his scheduled deposition, Mr. Meadows walked away from his commitment to appear and informed us he would no longer cooperate. We believe Mr. Meadows is improperly asserting executive and other privileges, but this vote on contempt today relates principally to Mr. Meadows' refusal to testify about text messages and other communications that he admits are not privileged. So hold him in contempt. No one cares. Let's Liz Cheney, representative, Republican, Wyoming. No one cares. I would tell her to her face, no one cares. Because your entire premise is wrong. If the premise regarding January 6th was really finding out what happened, levels of breakdown in communication, levels of breakdown in safety and security, everybody would be on board. That's not the purpose of this committee. And only someone as foolhardy as yourself, Representative Cheney, like Representative Kinzinger of Illinois, would go along with this. I know Republicans were supposed to be on the committee, Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana, Congressman Jim Jordan of, of Ohio, and Nancy Pelosi said, oh, they're, they're not good enough. No. Well, then it was over. They told you. They showed you their hand. This is about destruction, continuing a conversation of Trump, and continuing the nonsensical idea that this was an insurrection. It was not, and that simply holds no water. But it doesn't stop the political left from being desperate for this story. Be at the point where it's the latter. Yeah, I mean, listen, remember, no one, John Avalon, went to Trump's departure, right? No no one wanted to show up there, right? Now, folks are flocking to Mar-a-Lago. They Ah. they need his endorsement. Uh, Is the fact, the sad Mm. fact, that for a portion of this country, that January 6th has been rewritten already, Soviet style. Well, Fox has been engaged in the Soviet-style rewriting of history around January 6th from almost uh, the, 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 the evening of the attack, despite their anchors knowing better, as we've seen. It's metastasized even further with these false... Let's stop. Let's breathe. And let's remember that CNN has no audience. And maybe it's because they continue this conversation as opposed to an honest one. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, great to be with you on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. January 6th was not an insurrection. January 6th was not an insurrection. January 6th was not an insurrection. January 6th was a riot. And I said at the time it should have been put down. I don't know why uh, there were people invited into the Capitol, but there were. I don't know why there wasn't more security, but there wasn't. I don't know why uh, people like Speaker Pelosi didn't uh, take uh, the opportunity. There's a series of things that took place that would be worthy of our consideration. Just none of the things being said on CNN are. Even the the Chiron, that's, you know, the text you see at the bottom of the screen, it's called the Chiron. Frantic text to Meadows, undercut GOP whitewash of January 6th. Oh, no, 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 no. The texts are actually rather important. There are texts that are now known about, texts that have gone out, 
texts from people like Donald Trump Jr., texts from people like uh, allegedly uh, uh, Sean Hannity and others that went out to people like Mark Meadows and went out even to the president, possibly, saying you have to put an end to these riots taking place. Donald Trump Jr. supposedly texted to Mark Meadows, the then chief of staff, he, meaning his father, he's got to condemn this blank ASAP. You have supposedly text messages from Laura Ingram and text messages from Sean Hannity. What is going on here? You've got to stop this. Let us be someone or be people, someones, who can break things properly into their component parts. January 6th was not an insurrection, but January 6th wasn't acceptable. January 6th wasn't acceptable by any measure. Something we've said here from the beginning. We called it a riot from the beginning. Said the riot should have been put down like all riots should be put down from the beginning. Also said, I know it's not an insurrection because people had the time to take selfies. And if you have time to take a selfie, it's not an insurrection. Not one at all. It's not an insurrection. It's a quinceanera. Just so we all understand each other. But it's very acceptable. It's always been acceptable to say what happened was awful. The problem that we've seen in society is that they won't say that what happened in Minneapolis is awful. What happened in Seattle is awful. What happened in Chicago is awful. What happened in Portland is awful. What happened in Indianapolis is awful and two people died. And no one said that they should put it down in Indianapolis. You know what they said in Indianapolis? Shame on the police because they launched some tear gas and some people got some stingy eyes. The police in Indianapolis got punched in the face repeatedly, guys. Smacked around for for for, for what? Oh, they didn't have proper procedure. Oh, they have to rethink this. Oh, those cops made it worse. They set banks on fire. Two people were murdered. I see it as worse than January 6th. Fight me. Every, all the destruction in Seattle, worse than January 6th. All the destruction in Minneapolis, worse than January 6th. See, when some things get broken in the Capitol, they're fixed the next day. They've got unlimited resources. Things get broken in downtown Indianapolis. It took months for the, for the uh, plywood to come down. You tell me there's no connection or you can't compare the two? I'll say to you, well, of course I can. Don't be silly. Don't be foolhardy. Of course I can connect the two. As a matter of fact, I just did. The riots that took place the nation over were worse than January 6th. That is not condoning January 6th. That is me ranking them. But if you think January 6th was an insurrection, but what happened in, in uh, Minneapolis was just no big deal, man, you, you, you are just weird. 
But let's get back to these text messages that allegedly came. I mean, I, I, I'm saying allegedly because I, I haven't read them. But I, I, won't, I won't disagree that, that, that they came. If they have them, they have them. Yeah, they're documented in the court, so they are. Right? So, th- so they've got them. That's, that's, that's my point. I, I said allegedly, but they're out there. Just because I haven't read them doesn't mean that they aren't out there. If you had Fox News hosts reaching out to the White House saying, you have to stop this. Well, then how in the world does CNN get to continue its claim that somehow and in some way Republicans wanted an insurrection? If... If the, the, these evil, awful, terrible Fox hosts were engaged in, in these, in these uh, uh, tweets, I'm sorry, text, the president has to do this, he has to say this, he has to stop, why would you now say that, look, they were in favor of the insurrection, they goaded it along? None of that is true. Because it wasn't an insurrection. You realize from these text messages that any argument made to the idea of, ah, this shows how complicit Fox News is. That's not the case at all. But let's go back to this ridiculous conversation from John Avalon and Jim Shuto over there at CNN about January 6th. Listen to this again. Trump's departure, right? No, no one wanted to show up there, right? Now, folks are flocking to Mar-a-Lago. They, they need his endorsement. Uh, is the fact, the sad fact, that for a portion of this country, that January 6th has been rewritten already, Soviet style? Well, Fox has been engaged in the Soviet style rewriting of history around January 6th from almost uh, the, 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 the... He says the beginning. What's been rewritten? For CNN, they have decided that they knew the story from the beginning, and that's the only story. You know what they never allowed for? Any investigation. They don't care what the committee finds. They've made their decision. And as journalists, they're not interested in the facts. They're interested in their message. Maybe that's why CNN is a dumpster fire where you've got these four people in a box talking to Brian Stelter, but the truth is they're all talking to themselves. And it says right there on the screen, soon on CNN, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Could they be any more willfully out of touch? They are making the argument that they know what happened regardless of what the committee says, regardless of any facts. I think it is extremely important to note that people were invited into the Capitol. It's hard to call it an insurrection when cops said, come on in. Don't break anything. Will you get me to say that people weren't uh, in the Capitol looking for Mike Pence? No, because that's been reported and, and I have no reason to believe it didn't happen. Just like I told you, I wanted Donald Trump deploying National Guard and others because the vice president was in the Capitol and his safety was paramount. Doesn't matter if you like him or not. I have rules, people, and I don't give a good holy damn about somebody's 
petty little arguments or problems or jealousies or whatever else you want to call them. The vice president of the United States is in the Capitol and people are in the Capitol and you don't know who they are at the moment. Get them protected. That's what I said. You know what we learned? The insurrectionists took the Capitol, which they never took, and none of them had a weapon. No, producer Ari, it's totally true. Not a single person has been charged with a weapons charge. There is one person out of Indiana, Shelbyville, I believe, who did bring a firearm but never brought it into the Capitol. There were no no. weapons in the Capitol. The shaman was charged with bringing a weapon into the Capitol. He had a spear. He was charged. Oh, the the, the staff? Well, I'm sold. Everybody knows I'm talking about guns. If you want to call the staff the weapon, knock yourself out with that sophistry. But that's not the story. You want me to be even more clear? Sure. No one had a gun, and there is no insurrection without a gun. That's an important differentiator. It's the... My gosh, producer Ari. Somebody with a stick is not a weapon. Oh, so a skateboard's not a weapon either? For for the idea of an insurrection? I disagree. I I, I think you have to specify specifically that no guns were used. I think it's a big difference. No guns were used. They're going to take over the country with sticks. But we know that the Capitol Police had guns and one person got killed. For the sophists in the room, yes, a stick is a weapon. And a skateboard is a weapon when used that way. We'll notice that the shaman never hit anybody. He just happened to be holding a stick. As opposed to the guys who were attacking Kyle Rittenhouse who used it to try and take his brains out of his skull. So glad we got that all cleared up. Go on, take a country without guns. Not easy. Not e- Sometimes you can do it with a vote. I mean, that's what the progressives are trying to do. But an insurrection without guns. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. That's, a, that's a tough one right there. But they didn't have them. No gun charges have been brought. It seems that the CNN folk are most desperate, most desperate to say what we told you is the only story as opposed to learning about what happened because they aren't interested in learning about what happened. They're interested in using this as a pummeling piece, as an attack vehicle. And that's why this committee is nonsense. Liz Cheney should look at these people on CNN all talking to each other. Not talking to an audience. I mean, I've gone over it. No show on CNN last week cracked over 700,000 viewers. And Michael Smirconish, who's in for Chris Chris Cuomo, because he got fired because, well, he's a garbage person. 525,000 viewers. That's why I'm saying I got to do a show called Not CNN with Tony Katz. At 9 p.m., can I get more than 525,000 viewers at the end of the month? Does it air on CNN? No, no, no. No, I, I'm, I'll do it online. I'll, I'll do it on Rumble. Not CNN with Tony Katz. I'll do a live show from 9 to 10 p.m. Can I get more viewers than CNN I mean, by the end of the month? That, that'd be pretty funny. I right? try. That's, that's clearly what has to happen. Sponsorship's now available. By the way, you understand that producer Ari isn't trying to drive you crazy. Producer Ari uh, uh, likes to be specific. I have no problem with being specific. But everybody knew the conversation. 
And producer Ari, he's always in for, for a good fight just to see what happens. That is not what happened. Are you in for doing not CNN with Tony Katz just to see what happens? Oh, yeah. Actually, see? it's not a bad idea. <laughs> he's in just like that. Just like that. Ari's back, baby. When I hear a good idea, I'll, you know, I'm not going to shut it down. Which makes him the greatest millennial. Which makes him the greatest, greatest millennial in the world is that he's, he's got all the millennial tendencies except like he's, he, the rationality exists underneath and it sometimes bubbles to the surface and he goes, wait, what is that? What is that that I'm feeling? God bless that man. God bless that man, everyone. CNN doesn't want you to think about it. They want you to feel it. It is Pavlovian. I think the text messages prove that nobody was okay with this. Now, if you showed me text messages uh, that uh, were uh, talking about, uh, you know, from the beginning, eh, whatever. Eh, hope those people die. Hope, hope Pence gets his. Well, then you'd have something. I don't think you have it with this. We understand what's up. I'm Tony Katz. So New York State has now engaged a mask mandate, indoor mask mandate, mask, vaccine requirements, the whole thing. There's no reason for it except that Governor Hochul is more of a leftist than Andrew Cuomo. Well, counties and boards of supervisors are saying, sorry, we're not going to do this. Livingston County has taken a position that we will not be enforcing the state mandate at the local or county level. Any state mandate of this type should come with corresponding state-led oversight and resources from the state government, not pushed down to counties to handle the work of enforcement for an unenforceable mandate that is due to be reassessed in approximately 30 days. Then uh, you have got Genesee and Orleans County with a joint statement. They are going to continue to focus their efforts on offering free vaccination and testing clinics as well as conducting case investigations. We do not have the capacity to enforce mass mandates, and enforcing mandates is not the best use of our limited resources at this point of the pandemic response. And then you have Monroe County. My office has been in contact with leaders in the business community, and we are prepared to provide any necessary support once we see full details of these new measures in the interim. We encourage residents to take advantage of the free rapid tests that we have in the county, but they are not enforcing either. These people with their mandates, sorry, it's just nonsense and we all agree. I'm Tony Katz. Don't be angry at producer Ari. He was he was doing his job. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Texts. <laughs> Tweets. Why is producer Ari chiming in? Every now and then, the people will, will reach out to me, producer Ari. We're hearing too much of producer Ari. He's, he's mouthy today. Like, I'll get that a lot. I know. He's mouthy today. I, I don't know why. Some days I'm just in the mood, I guess. Well. He wa- we were talking earlier, and I said nobody had a weapon uh, on January 6th at the Capitol. He's like, well, a guy got charged with, with having a stick. We're talking about the shaman. 
I said, the stick is not the weapon. Of course, I'm talking about firearms, but I use the term weapon. And so he wants to make sure that nobody's coming at me saying, oh, you said no weapons. But this guy was charged with a weapon. And see, it's a weapon. And see, you don't know. And uh, he's, he, he's, he's protective is what he is. I think you get a bad rap from a lot of people, Tony. I don't think I get a bad rap from anybody who matters. Oh, I know, but I see you are able to ignore the the nonsense people far better than I am. It took me a long time to be able to ignore the nonsense people. I'm just saying it's a learned skill. I'm learning, baby. You know, uh, there are there are people out there who who they they hate me because they want to hate me. They never actually listen to the show. They've never actually engaged with the show at all. It, it, it's just, oh, Tony Katz bad. Oh, Tony Katz conservative. Oh, Tony Katz uh, anti-Semite, right? The fact that I'm Jewish pff, means nothing to these people. But it doesn't have to mean anything to them. They don't have minds. People do ask me, like, what you're like in real life. And what do you tell them? Heck of a guy? I say, like, if you ran into Tony Katz at a grocery store, like, he would be perfectly lovely and cordial. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, it's weird that people ask. I don't know it's, why. It is true. I, I am I am perfectly lovely and cordial. I'm always perfectly lovely and cordial. I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what to expect. I don't know what people expect. Like I don't know what that means. I think Be- sometimes you're in, like can get intense on the show, so people are thinking like maybe he's really intense in real life, and I'm like, oh, I'm totally intense in real life. When we've like when when I got a cigar or went to blend with you for a cigar, like that was the, like. It's it's you in real life is chill. Like you working is different than you're not going to start ranting in a casual location. That's well. First of all, uh, that that's never true. And, and secondly, I I I don't actually believe that I'm different. You're not right? different, but like you are not. You're not trying to start an argument or a debate with someone in normal life. Like that's not who you are. But I but I will gladly have a debate with them in normal life. But, but here I'm I'm doing I'm doing the, the, the show and I'm presenting the conversation and I'm presenting sides and I'm presenting uh my, my, my issue. But you so would my, ne- yeah. this this is the job. But you would never say like if someone came up to you and was like Tony, hey listen, I really think socialized medicine is a good idea, your opening line would not be well, you're a communist piece of crap, which you may, you may say on the air, but you would never say that to a person. Who if came someone up to comes to me and they say, hey, listen, socialized medicine is great and I love it. I'd be like, well, I think you should have to live with that garbage, but I don't want to. And that's why we fight. How you doing? That's exactly what I'd say. I don't believe you'd ever. You're not a fighter. Like, you're not a fighter, dude. You're, you're a guy who wants a conversation. No, no, no. Uh, first of all, you, you mean I'm not searching out a fight as opposed Correct. to not being a fighter. Yes, exactly. I... I have no problem with the fight, no problem standing up for myself. I, if, if you're talking to me face-to-face, even while I'm just uh, uh, you know, dismantling your position, I'm doing it with a smile. That's my point. Is like people but I'm doing it with a smile on air, too. I know people can't see that. So I think people... Oh, yeah, they can feel it. No, they, they don't. They can feel the joy. Because I, I tell people, like, Tony is like... <laughs> The nicest, like, if you ran into him at the mall, you'd be like, wow, like, what a pleasant guy. Like, I can't believe. It, it, I, I do think it's different in person than on the air. Because I've listened to you do the show in studio, and I've listened to you do it remotely. It, 
It's different hearing it in person because your facial expressions say a lot. You're very well. Then, well, then, first two stories. A, I was in the mall for the first time in like nine months uh, this past weekend. I got to tell that story. And second, because uh, the Apple Store, uh, what terrible service. Uh, and second, wow. um, uh, I, I, you're, what you're saying is we should start live streaming the show. No, my point. No, nope, no, nope, it's happening. You know what, Ari? You're right. It's done. Uh. I'm putting a computer in your studio. People are going to watch you. They're gonna watch you get just out of control about what I say. No one will want to watch me. I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not entertaining. Because my facial expressions aren't the story. You losing your mind over things I say—that's what's so amazing. I used to be a lot worse. I've gotten way better. You, th- you think? I know for a fact. I have. <laughs> so I am in the Apple Store um, o- over the weekend. Um, I, I need something. And and I am taking a look at this this agreement that Apple had with China, and it seems to be no different, at least from my my first glances and looks, than other things other companies have done. And now, am I going to get myself out of the Apple world and into the PC world? And uh, can I, I wish all these companies were just freaking normal. I wish the manufacturing was here in the U.S. I think that has to be, uh, they, they have to be pushed in that direction and moved in that direction. Um, and, and I believe it can be done. But I, uh, I, I, I know what I needed. And I made the appointment. You can actually make the appointment and speak to a specialist and, 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 the, and they'll help you. The geniuses. Uh, they'll help you through it. The Apple geniuses, yeah. No, that's if you need service. I needed a sales specialist. Oh. I was coming to buy. That's what I was doing. I was coming to buy things. So I make the appointment. Boop. I think it was like a 2.15 appointment. Boop. I get there at, 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 at 2.05. I'm early because that's who I am. Hey, uh, I'm here. Tony Katz. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, well, somebody with you. 2.35. Still nobody's with me. Okay, they're busy. It's an Apple store. It's always busy, but this is starting to get ridiculous. Now I'm looking at the thing that I want to look at, and there's somebody else looking at one, and uh, somebody asked them if they were being helped. No, we haven't been helped yet. We have an appointment. I said, oh, I've got an appointment. You've got an appointment. Look at us making an appointment. Their appointment was after me. They were taken care of first, and then the person to my right got taken care of. I'm looking around. There's nobody there. I'm looking for the person who first checked me in. I can't even find her so I can tell her how awful the service is. I- I'm with the family. I'm like, all right, we're done. I leave. And I actually took the kids and said, now let me explain to you why I didn't go up to somebody, why I didn't get angry, I didn't call anybody a name. They don't care whether I'm here or not. Sometimes you will find in this life that people do not care whether or not you are there. They don't care about your business because they feel that they've got you. The thing that I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy from Apple anyway. I can do it online. I needed to get some questions answered. I'll get them answered in a different way. I wanted to actually speak to somebody who might know a little more than I do. I could have called somebody a name, or I could have said this is a despicable way to to treat somebody, but what would that have done for me? Their apology would not have been serious. I still pay the same price. I'm still bothered that I was treated poorly. You have to ask yourself whether or not certain things are worth it or they're not. I determined at that moment, I'm with my family. We're going to have a good day. We've wasted all the time here we're going to waste. Let's go on and do other things and have our life. I I can wrap myself up in being angry about this because it was a garbage way to be treated by the Apple Store. Or I can just, you know, 
Go about my business. You didn't tell them you were leaving? No, I just left. So I'm surprised because you used to be in the service industry and like customer service, I feel like is to just go up and be like, hey, listen, we've been waiting for this long. I'm not waiting any longer. I'm, I'm peacing out. The local restaurant has to uh, worry about you. Apple doesn't care. Tim Cook doesn't give a damn about me. None of those guys give a damn about me. They would rather I died. Do you think they care? <laughs> They'd rather you died? Do you think if, if the choice was me dying or them being bothered or having to return an email, what do you think they would rather? Yeah, yeah, you're probably dying. I know I'm right. Everyone knows I'm right. I'm just saying, I'm saying it is what it is. And you can make the choice of how you deal with the thing. I moved on. Now, I will tell you, it took me a couple seconds because I wanted to tell somebody off. But in the end, I, I haven't thought about it until today. I think it was, it, was a, it was a Sunday. So I haven't thought about it until today. That has not come up in my head. So I am getting better at compartmentalizing uh, these things. Uh, you know, it, it's just, I thought it was, I thought it was an important, important lesson. Important lesson. Bigots don't stop being bigots. And this is CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. There's a woman by the name of Zara Bilou. She is an anti-Semite. She was removed uh, from the Women's March because of her anti-Israel tweets. She, giving a speech at a, a convention... She made it clear that Zionists, the rich and the powerful, are the enemy. So um, she includes the Jewish Federation, Zionist synagogues, which one would assume mean Orthodox synagogues, and Hillel chapters on what she calls our campuses. And she refers to J Street which is a very leftist organization, Jewish organization, as the polite Zionists. I mean, that's, that's something. And that's what this conversation is about. The connection between Islamophobia and Zionism. We don't have a history of being richer or more powerful necessarily. We have a history of winning because we have Allah on our side. So when you hear what we are saying and you think about the millions of dollars and the big organizations and the networks, remember that we have a history of winning. We have to connect the dots. The organizations that promote Zionist agendas, materials, marketing, and legislation are the same ones that want to ban Muslims. Are the this is a pretty ugly conversation right here. It's a pretty ugly conversation that Zionists are um, are responsible for Islamophobia. She actually gets into the idea that somehow it's a uh, it's it's a plan. It's a plan, if you will. We need to pay attention, she says, to the Anti-Defamation League, to the Jewish Federation, to the Zionist synagogues. We need to pay attention to the Hillel chapters on our campuses. Because just because they are your friends today doesn't mean they have your back when it comes to human rights. So oppose the vehement fascists, but oppose the polite Zionists too. They are not your friends. They will not be there for you when you need them. 
So when we think about Islamophobia and Zionism, let's be clear about the connections, says Ballou. There is no difference between domestic policy and foreign policy when it comes to our human rights. And that Islamophobia is a well-funded conspiracy, a well-funded project, a well-funded project to marginalize us. I am a Zionist. I support the existence of Israel. Now, Zionist has been made into um, a very, very bad word over the years. And even, you know, as, as, a, as a young man in my 20s and 30s, trying to figure out definitions and hearing different ones, it took me a while to get to an understanding of what in the world people are talking about. But the support of a Jewish state in Israel, because it is Israel, yeah, I'm a Zionist. I apologize to no one. Screw them. But the Council of American Islamic Relations, wow, that's a lot of Jew hate right there. I'm supposed to take them seriously? I got to worry about them? They're worried about Islamophobia? I'm watching anti-Semitism. Just watching it. And they're proud of it. They're proud of being hateful. Is, a care has always been a front group. And it's always been an apologist group for, for uh, uh, bad actors uh, around the globe. But it's not every day when your bigots are so front and center. Now, the Jerusalem Post said the Council on American Islamic Relations has come out in support of Zara Balu after she said that Jewish organizations are enemies who are part of a conspiracy behind Islamophobia. Care responded, yeah, that's not what she said or what we believe, but go ahead, keep lying. We expect nothing less from the Jerusalem Post, a far-right website that acts as a mouthpiece for Israeli apartheid. If you believe Israel is an apartheid state, you're just a liar. You'd have to be uh, Rashida Tlaib ignorant to believe that kind of nonsense. There's a story out about the thousands of surgeries that Israeli doctors have performed on Palestinian children and others to give them a life. Yet somehow apartheid state. No part of that is true. To trust the Council of American Islamic Relations, this is a front group, this is a group that is a bigoted group, and they have bigoted speakers who have proven to you their anti-Semitism, and they say, how dare you notice what she said? And noticing is kind of what we do. I think it's pretty important, personally. Yet somewhere I'm going to find uh, uh, some of my people, my people, who are, are like, like want to defend this. And well, Jews have to understand the problem that Israel is. No, no, no. Israel is not the problem. I don't agree with every Israeli policy. I accept every conversation uh, about issues with foreign aid. They make perfect sense to me. Absolutely perfect sense. This is not a conversation about foreign policy or domestic policy or foreign aid. This is about whether or not Jews should exist. That's what CARE is doing here. And I will not somehow excuse it for any reason whatsoever. CARE put up a bigot to give a bigoted speech to people who, well, bigots who wanted to receive it. I don't think they should do that. I think we should be aware of it. I'm Tony Katz. Catch y'all at Blend Bar Cigar tomorrow. 
5 p.m. book signing. Let's go bourbon. Selling huge on Amazon. Thrilled. Our second book signing, it's bourbon recipes, uh, you know, to make drinks. It's history. It's great names and bourbons, quotes. It's a great book. It is It is the perfect stocking stuffer. And happy to have put it out. And, and we've got more coming. And we're doing this book signing at Blend on 82nd. $25 gets you not only a copy of the book signed, it gets you an old-fashioned made with our recipe. And then they're going to have cigars for sale. And we're going to do some giveaways. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a good deal. A lot, a oh, great deal, great deal. And then you can buy other books. And if you already have a book, we'll just sign it for you. We will sign it for you. As we said, uh, we're going to have a, a jar there to raise some money for uh, Kentucky. The devastation is is more than we know, more than we know. I have a big thing I want to do, but there's no way to get it done before the holidays. And and uh, I think for a lot of us, we still don't know the level of damage and where and how. And there are whole towns that are gone. Are they going to get rebuilt? There's a lot of questions. So right now, there's a lot of help on the ground. We want to help some of them, and then we'll see what else we can do, part two. But come to the book signing. Wednesday, 5 p.m., that's the 15th, Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. Get your copy of Let's Go Bourbon. First 100 tickets, guaranteed a book. That's the way it goes. So get there and get your book signed. And find everything at TonyCats.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.